mountains are still being moved. Hello, and welcome to Raising the Standard with Pastor Owen Moody of the Richmond House of Prayer in Richmond, Kentucky. You're invited to join us each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for an anointed full-length message from Pastor Moody. After the message, we'll be back to let you know how you can contact us. On this podcast, Pastor Moody brings us a message entitled, Fallen Angels. His scripture text will be taken from the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verses 1 through 9. Here now, Pastor Moody. Stand with me if you would. I'm going to preach this morning for a little while. I started to title this message, Hell's Angels. I'm preaching on fallen angels this morning. I'm going to deal with demons today. And I, don't, I will not give them glory. I will not exalt them. They're defeated. I'm going to tell you before we start. But sometimes people don't realize that and they allow them to have control and authority and space in their lives. Can you say amen? How many is glad Jesus conquered them? Woo, come on somebody. How many is glad you got victory in Jesus today? Amen. So uh, I believe it was Elijah that was, uh, amen, or Elisha that uh, the enemy had came and surrounded him and down in a valley in a place and, and his servant went out and came back in and said, we've had it, so they've got us surrounded. And God, uh, Elisha looked up and said, Lord, open his eyes. He didn't understand something. And when he came back in, he said, well, those that are for us are more than those that are against us. He said, the heavens are full of chariots and horses and angels. And uh, so I'm going to tell you how many knows there's more angels for us than there are demons against us. Amen. Let's go to Revelation chapter 12. Can we go there and we'll start in verse number one. The Bible said there appeared a great wonder in heaven. A woman, this is Israel, clothed with the sun. And the moon under her feet and up on her head were or, or crowned of 12 stars, the 12 tribes. And she been with child, cried, travailed in birth, and pained to be delivered. Amen. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads, ten horns, and seven crowns upon his head. This is talking about the devil. And his tail, when he fell, drew out a third part of the stars. That's a third of the angels. How many went to school and learned some math? How many knows if a third fell, two-thirds are still on our side? Praise God. Amen. A third of the stars of heaven did cast them out to the earth, and the dragon stood before the woman. Listen, she's about to, this is Israel, who would bring forth Christ. Amen. The deliverer. Amen. And she was about to ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. Now watch this. She brought forth a man-child who was to rule the nations with a rod of iron. That's prophetic of Christ. And her child was caught up to God and to his throne. How many glad where Jesus is today? He's on the throne. Let me go on. And the woman then fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared of God that they should feed her there 2,000 uh, or 1,203 score days. Amen. And uh, then the Bible says that there was war in heaven. There's a war going on in the heavens above us. I'm going to preach a little while this morning. Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon, and the dragon fought. He, he, he put up a good fight, and his angels came to say amen, but he prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. 
Amen. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. One of the commentaries I read said this is absolutely, it was finest day actually, said this is proof that the serpent in the garden was actually Satan disguised himself as that serpent who was beautiful and subtle, who walked upright before that day, who communed with Adam. But Satan entered into him, amen, which was, and the Bible said, which deceives the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and the angels, the demons, were cast out with him. I'm going to preach this for a little bit this morning on fallen angels. Paraphrase, hell's angels. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for Jesus, who is the conqueror who's made us more than conquerors, who's the champion, who's given us the spoil. And we take authority today over every spirit that's come against your people, whether it's a demon of oppression, discouragement, financial distress, whether it's some demon of perversion, whatever it might be, we take authority over it in Jesus' name. And we declare the name of Jesus and plead the blood over every one of your people that they might walk in victory. And everybody that wants to walk in victory said, Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. The Lord began to deal with me about this subject for today back really a couple of weeks ago. And, and uh, I'm a person that uh, I want to make sure I've heard from God. I do not try to just preach things that are you know, fantastic and, and uh, uh, appealing or, or sound you know, like something that, uh, out of a Hollywood movie. But I just tried to preach what God gave me. And God began to deal with me about demons, about what they're doing to people that they shouldn't be allowed to do. It's all a matter of authority. You see, the Bible is an amazing book because it's the Word of God. We read in Genesis, the account of creation. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. That's Genesis 1 and 1. Isaiah 45, he said like this, he said, God created the heavens, amen. Uh, He didn't do it in vain, but he formed it to be inhabited. So when God created the earth in the beginning, it was complete, perfect, and to be inhabited. Uh, Second Peter said something happened to it. Peter said it like this. He said, the world that then was overflowed with water and perished. So then you go from God creating the earth to it being created and inhabitable to there being a flood before the time even of Adam, what's known as the pre-Adamite flood. not going to get into a lot of that this morning, but you go to verse 2, it says, suddenly this earth that God created is now without form and void, and darkness covers the face of the deep. You start watching what Satan has done after his fall. He, He was kicked out of heaven and then all of a sudden he, he overtakes what God, had, what we know as the prehistoric world, the world of dinosaurs. I know Christians that don't believe that dinosaurs even existed. They did. Amen. Other Christians are mixed up and believe they lived during the time of Adam. They didn't. This is the prehistoric time, the dateless past. <clears throat> what we know is the antediluvian period. I went to the Ark Encounter and up next to Cincinnati and, and Mr. Ham who's a great man who put the, you know, the great uh, Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C., which they say is one of the most powerful attractions there. He did the Creation Museum, but on his ark, he's got dinosaurs on the ark, and they weren't there. Are you with me? I'm not going to argue theology with him. He's probably smarter than I am, but I read the Bible. Are you with me? 
And so all of a sudden we go into Genesis 3. Satan invades the garden. He comes in as a, embodies himself. He has this ability, and so do demons. I'll show you that. To embody themselves, to appear as something they're not. And the scripture says in Genesis 3, he comes in as a serpent. He deceives the woman. And in, through that effort, he injects Adam and all of humanity, every man or woman that's ever been born, with sin and death. We get to Genesis 6 and the story goes on. But now these fallen angels embody themselves as men. They take unto them natural women and they, they commit this horrible spiritual and physical fornication with them. And the Bible says that giants are born and they're born. All this is going on for a reason. Satan is trying to corrupt the bloodline, the righteous seed through which the Messiah would come. And Paul goes on farther with this absolute idea of demons being a force. And he says in Ephesians 6, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. I want to hold that right there just a minute, Brother David. I want to tell you that you can be a child of God. You can be about the Father's business. You can be serving the Lord. And suddenly Satan organizes an attack and he uses demons to bring the attack. I was reading this morning, it's not in my notes, but I just went back before church and was looking at some things. And I was reading about Daniel. And Daniel said, I set myself to understand what was going to become of our people Israel who were in Babylonian captivity. And he said, I started praying and seeking God. We use this for the basis for the Daniel fast. He said, 21 days, I ate no pleasant bread. He said, I drank no wine. I ate no meat. I just kind of lived on a, on a pulse diet of beans and vegetables. I was seeking God. And he said, for 21 days, I, I tried to break through. And suddenly, there's an angel that comes to him and says, uh, Oh, oh man of God, I, God heard you the first day. It was Gabriel, probably a messenger angel that came and said, we, God heard you the first day. But when I came with the message, he says, the prince of Persia, the new, the new King James says, the king of Persia. It means the demonic force that was over that part of the world came to resist me. And he said, and then the king of Greece appeared. And then all of a sudden, Michael, the archangel that wars for Israel showed up and there's this battle going on. Somebody hear me. There's a war that's going on in the heavenlies concerning human beings. And he says, so I finally broke through with the message. And he said, but I gotta go back because the battle's still going on and I've gotta join in the fight. So I started thinking, I said all of that to establish the truth that demons are real. Can somebody hear me today? Demons take over municipalities and over areas. They, they took over San Francisco decades ago with a homosexual influence and spirit. It's being released in our world today. And uh, I do not say anything negative against people who are caught up in homosexuality only to say that they've given in to the influence of a demon. Can somebody hear me? Amen. That's not very popular, but it's just truth. Help me if you would. There are other things, alcoholism, other things. The spirit of adultery took over Nashville, Tennessee, and the crooners cranked out songs about cheating on your wife and your husband and, and, and sleeping with people you're not married to. And our country, it just took it in. It's a demon, can you say amen? 
I love the way you're shouting, amen. I could go on about rock and roll. I could go on about Hollywood entertainment. I could go on about the talk show host and the, and the media that presents, amen, Christianity as being some foolish notion and promotes every ungodly thing that demons represent. Are you hearing me? They're real. Somebody say they're real. By the time of Jesus' ministry, these demons had literally invaded the earth, you read, I've, I've said this, you've heard me say it before, there's not much demonic activity in the Old Testament recorded just a little. But by the time Jesus comes, Satan, has un, he's unleashed all the forces. He's opened up the gaps. He's doing everything he can trying to stop the ministry of Jesus. Everywhere Jesus goes, he encounters demon-possessed people. Are you hearing me? Amen. And their goal was to stop what Jesus was doing, that's always been their goal, as I told you in, in Eden and, and on through the book of Genesis, but they failed miserably, hallelujah. Paul would say this in Colossians chapter two. He said, beware lest any man spoil you, that means strip you, amen, of your power and your authority through uh, philosophy or vain deceit after the traditions of men and after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. For in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. How many knows when you get Jesus? I was reading in John 16 this morning. He said, I'll pray the Father. He'll send you another comforter. Amen. The paraclete, one called alongside to help. And he said, the world don't know him, but you know me. And he said, I'm in the Father, and you're in me, and we're in the Father, and the Holy Spirit's coming in. So in Christ dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are complete in him. Watch this. He is the head of all principality. That means all of the spiritual realm. That means he's over angels. He, can I say it? He's over demons. No, you're not shouting yet. I'll just go a little farther. He's over Satan himself. Hallelujah. And the devil does not want you to understand. He wants you to think that hell's angels are something to be feared. Are you hearing me? I know there's a motorcycle gang called the Hells Angels and I heard, I read a little thing one time that said, you know you're having a bad day when you drive up behind a whole bunch of Hells Angels and the horn on your car sticks. <laughs> Let me go on. They tried to stop Jesus, but they failed miserably. And the Bible said in Colossians 2.15, it says, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them openly. Listen, they've been defeated, but demons are active today. And, and what God began to deal with me about back a couple of weeks ago, and I've been studying this, if demons have been defeated, how come they're accomplishing so much now? Have you ever thought about that? Amen, I want to tell you, when you're in ministry, you deal with demons. You're confronted with demons, I, I mean, I've walked into places and had them manifest right in front of me. Not only that, I'm, I'm, not, I'm talking about their eyes roll up in their head and all you see is the whites of their eyes. We call that hiding. I've heard voices come out of men and women that were demonic voices that would make the hair on your skin stand up. I've seen them manifest themselves. I don't worry about that too much. What I'm concerned about is the deceptiveness of demons. And how they're able to take authority and get control and, 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 and even influence in the lives of Christians. Can I say this? Spirit-filled Christians. 
Now, lest somebody think I'm preaching heresy, I'm going to say this. When you've been washed in the blood and sealed by the Holy Spirit, hear this preacher, you cannot be demon-possessed, but you can be influenced. Mm, Oh, I feel like preaching now. You can be controlled in your emotions, in your thoughts. I mean, you can be blood-washed, sanctified on your way to heaven, and wake up at one morning and all hell is unleashed against you and you're walking around in depression, you're walking around in fear, you're walking around in anxiety. Amen, evil thoughts are flooding your mind. Satan's tempting you with all the ungodliness of pornography and of fornication and adultery. Kids raised in church, amen. Amen, at one time saved and baptized in the Holy Ghost start having gender issue, identity issues. They don't know who they are or where they're going, but I've got good news for you. There's a man named Jesus sitting on the throne, and if you'll surrender to the will of God, he'll put down all principalities, all authorities that have brought themselves against you. Oh, give God a hand of praise if you would. Well, 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 I gotta hurry and preach. Let me let me preach just a few minutes this morning. I want to talk to you about demons. I want to talk to you about their fall. The Bible said that uh, Amen. There, there appeared this wonder in heaven, this woman who was Israel, and she's travailing. Amen. How many knows Israel has suffered a lot? Amen. Because of the disobedient kings and disobedient priests and their fall. But through it all, God still brought. Can I just preach this and tell you that through everything hell could throw at them, God used Israel to give us the canon of scripture. He, he used Israel to give us the books of Moses. He give, used Israel to give us the accounts of the kings and the chronicles. He used Israel to give us the, the, the poetic books, the Psalms, the Proverbs. Amen. Come on, somebody help me preach. God used Israel. Amen. To give give us the book and and more importantly than that God used Israel to give us the baby hallelujah that was born in in Bethlehem and and went to a cross at Calvary when I started reading this the scripture said he saw the woman but then he said I saw another wonder in heaven verse 3 behold the great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and and seven crowns upon his head and uh, the Bible said that he had that he had seven heads which represent, amen, his authority and his domain and, and uh, ten horns which horns represent power and crowns represent submitted power. Somebody gave in to him, can you say amen? And so we see this, we see this devil and, uh, and he, he falls and his tail pulls out a third of the angels, the, 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 the demons of the fallen angels that fell with him. I, I read this, Jesus said in Luke chapter 10, verse 17, the Bible said that uh, he, he had sent out 70 and he said for every town where he would go and he told them to go you know, prepare the way before him. They went and healed the sick and they went and done great things. But the Bible said when they, they came back, they returned with joy saying, Lord, even the devils, that translation should say demons, fallen angels, spirits are subject unto us through thy name. And watch what Jesus said. I... Beheld, I saw Satan as lightning fall. What John was revealing there in Revelation was already happened. Jesus said, I saw it when he fell. Amen. He knows Jesus was the word in the beginning. He was God. He was there. Hallelujah. I saw him fall from heaven. And then he said, verse 19, behold, I give you power. 
I've gave you power to tread on serpents, on snakes, demons, scorpions. That's what these represent. And over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now what's this? Notwithstanding, don't rejoice because you've got power over devils, but rejoice because your name is written in heaven. Now, somebody said, well, that means I'm going to heaven. It does. But it also means you've been given the authority of heaven. Remember what Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. I want to tell you, I can stand up here and preach about demons. I'm not worried about them because my name's recorded in glory. I've got an anointing. I've been called to pull down strongholds. Amen. To defeat the enemy and what he's trying to do to God's people. Y'all going to help me preach? Let me go on. Let me, let me say this. Isaiah, Jesus said in, in Luke 10, 20, the spirits are subject to you, but your name's in heaven. Isaiah recorded this fall. So did Ezekiel. Isaiah said, uh, how are you fallen, O Lucifer? Call him the son of the morning. How are you cut down to the ground? You weaken the nations. You, this is Isaiah 14. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Notice he said, I'm going to take over the stars of God. That's an amazing thing because John said a third of the stars fell with him. And Isaiah said, Satan made a boast. I'm going to take over God's angels. I'll have all the power on my side. You know, people got the idea that Satan's some big shot something and that God is sitting up here, you know, good and powerful and wonderful and gracious and glorious and Satan's equal to him, you know, being evil and full of meanness and all the mess. He's not equal to nothing. God created the whole lot of them. Can you say amen? (laughs) Whoa, I'm about to feel good. Can I tell you the same God that created them by speaking a word can destroy them if he wants to. But Satan got his eyes off of being submitted to God and began to focus on the stars, on the angels, and said, amen, I'll ascend above the stars of God. I'll sit up on the mount of the congregation on the sides of the north. Notice, I cannot take over God's throne, but if I can take over his angels, can I tell you something, church, I'm about to feel the Holy Ghost. The devil knows greater is he that's in you. The devil knows he cannot overtake you. I wish somebody would hear me. If you've been washed in the blood, if your name's written in heaven, there's only one place the devil belongs and that's under your feet. Can you say amen? He knows that he cannot conquer you but if he can raise the demons up, amen, to oppress you, to discourage you, to distract you, amen, to lure you, to bind you, to hold you down. I want to tell you they're a fallen being and we have a risen Savior and there's victory today for those who walk in that truth. Give God praise if you would. Hallelujah. Hey, let me go on. Let me go on. And uh, he said, I'll be like the most high. You know what? This, this stuff just keeps coming to me. You remember what the devil said to Eve? If you take that tree of knowledge and eat from it, you won't die, but you'll be like God's. You'll be equal. Satan had that in his mind and he tried to put it in Eve's mind and it worked. Are you hearing me? You'll be like God. How many have ever met people that's got a God mentality? Are you hearing me? I had a doctor tell me one time, this is not on the internet, so I can say it. Uh, I went to a doctor and I was having some issues and I said, well, I'm going to, see a, I'm going to go see a cardiologist. And he looked at me and he said, you don't need to see a, God, a cardiologist. He said, they've got a God uh, mentality. I said, what's that mean? He said, they think they know more than anybody. 
And I'm thinking, they probably know more than you do, buddy. <laughs> you hear me? But Satan had this God mentality. He thought he could, he could take over. But he said, I'll, ascend, I'll be like the most high. But then Isaiah said, but you'll be brought down to hell. Now Ezekiel said, the word of the Lord came to me saying. Listen to what he said. In Ezekiel 28, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation against, watch this, the king of Tyrus, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, you seal up the son of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Now, he starts talking out to, talking to this king Cyrus, the king of Tyrus, but then he transitions to talking about Lucifer. Because here, here what he says. He says, uh, you've been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. And he names all of them, Sardius, Topaz, Diamond, Beryl, Onyx, Jasper, Sab I preached one time on the missing stone. On the stones of the ephod, there's one that Lucifer, there was one more in the ephod than there was in what Lucifer had. It's a good study. You ought to read it sometime. And, uh, and he said, the workmanship of your tablets, you had pipes in you. He didn't have to have an organist. He could just raise up his arms and, 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 and music came out of him. He had tabernacles, sanctuaries where they practiced worship. He was the worship in heaven. Can you say amen? And then in verse 14, he says, you're the anointed cherub, which means he's one of the archangels. I, and, that, and, and I have set you so. You're up on the mountain of God. Listen, he walked up and down in the midst of the, the fire before the throne of God. He, had, he was maybe the reigning archangel in heaven. And he said, you walked up and down in the, in the midst of the, of the stones of fire. And then verse 15 said, you were perfect in your ways from the day that you was created. He was the sum of perfection until iniquity was found in him. Sin, amen. So all of a sudden, because of sin, Satan falls. And when he falls, a third of the angels fall with him. And you might say, oh my God, what are we gonna do? I got good news. They're restrained. That's why there's war in the heavens. That God only allows them so much access to you. Can, can I go a little farther? I, I thought about their restraint. You know, at, there was a time when there, and now it still is, Satan's the accuser of the brethren. He is allowed to walk in the throne of God with God's permission and make accusation against us. He sends demons. We, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. I'm talking about spiritual warfare. We're trying to serve God. We're trying to do our best. And suddenly the devil sends demons that come along and they try to make you think that you're something you're not. They try to make you think always that you are less than you really are. I, I won't stand here and start naming sins people deal with, but I want to tell you, God created you. He said, be you perfect for I am perfect, amen? He said, I created you to be Christ-like, and yet churches and Christians and even preachers, we've watched it over the years as men that had great anointings have succumbed to prostitutes and hotel rooms and succumbed to homosexual relationships and given in to drugs and alcohol and given them... Some, I know this is not popular, but I'm here to tell you there's a real devil and wherever he can, he'll send demons and he'll do everything he can to tear you down, child of God. But there's a restraint. The scripture said in Job chapter one, there was a day when the sons of God, these spirits came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came also among them. And God said, amen, to Satan, where, where have you been? Where'd you come from? And he said to the Lord, from going to and fro on the earth, walking up 
and down in it. And God said to him in verse 12, or God, God said, will you consider my servant Job? You know the whole story. I'm talking about limitations. Look at verse 12. And the Lord said unto Satan, all that he has is in your power. You can go ahead and afflict Job. The devil said, you put a hedge about him. I can't get to him. I, I, my demons can't get to him. We can't do him any destruction. God said he's a good man, a righteous man. God had confidence in Job. Can I tell you something? Sometimes God lets us go through attacks because he has confidence in us that we can make it. Hello, you got any scripts for that? I sure do. He said he'd not let us be tempted with anything except that which we're able to bear. So sometimes God allows the battle to come because he, in all things he makes a way of escape. Can I go a little farther and say there's no excuse for giving in? There's no excuse for letting the devil take over. Can I say this, child of God, there's no excuse for even backing up from what God's called you to do and what God's put in your path, amen, what he's called you for because they are restrained they can only go so far against you. God, what's what God says? Amen. He said, uh, he's, everything he has in your power, but don't put your hand on him. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Down in chapter, in chapter two and verse six, again, after Satan came back, and said, well, you can take what a man's got, but as long as he's healthy, he'll, be, he, he, he'll curse you, amen. And God said, well, you, watch this. The Lord said to Satan, behold, he's in your hand, but save his life. That means you can't take his life. But my whole point of this is Satan is restrained. The devils know they have no authority where Jesus is concerned. Tommy Bates was preaching this morning about, uh, about the disciples going across the sea, you know, and, and the storm arising and all that. But then when they got to Gadara, when they landed, the man that lived in the tombs that was possessed with demons, he ran and, and, and began to cry out to Jesus. And I had this in my notes. And the Bible said in Matthew 8 and 28, when he was come to the other side, uh, uh, the other side into the country of the Gergesenes or the Gadarenes, there met him two possessed with devils. They come out of the tombs exceeding fierce that no man might pass that way are you hearing me same story but just a different account and behold they cried out saying what have we to do with you Jesus you son of God have you come to torment us before our time and there was a good way off from the herd uh, from them a herd of swine feeding and the devils besought him if you saying if you cast us out suffer that word means allow us to go away into the herd of swine and Jesus said unto them, go. And they were, when they were come out, they went in the herd of swine. And behold, the whole herd ran down into the a valley, into a steep place, and perished in the waters. And uh, I love what Brother Tommy said this morning. He said, people say hogs can't swim. He said, that's a lie. He gave an illustration of a hog that he raised that could swim. But he said, what God wanted you to see is that devils can't swim. Demons can't swim. You're not hearing me. If you're in the river, you're safe. If you're in the flow of the Holy Ghost, you're safe. Or somebody help me. If you're in the rain, you're safe. You, you need to get a hold of this. Greater is he that's in you. And amen. Somebody said them hogs ran down into the lake and committed suicide. Are you hearing me? But what I really want to tell you is this. Those hogs carried that legion of devils to their death. 6,000 of them. Are you hearing me? Perished at one word from Jesus. Hallelujah. Give him praise if you would. They're restrained. Amen. In Luke chapter 8, verse 30, he records the story of Legion. And Jesus asked him, said, what's your name? And they said, Legion, because many demons had entered in to him. 
The Bible said in Acts chapter 16, verse 16, Paul was preaching at Philippi, and that's where they ended up in the Philippian jail because of this. And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a damsel possessed with the Spirit met us, which brought her masters much gain by, by soothsaying. Let me tell you this, she was a fortune teller. Are you hearing me? She probably wrote in the horoscope paper each day in the news. Are you hearing me? All that stuff is of the devil. I wish somebody would get a hold of it. You don't need the, 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 the leading of familiar spirits. Amen? Somebody, uh, they, they made it a big thing back in the 60s. I'm old enough to remember this. How many are old enough to remember the 60s? A few of you. And I remember when John Kennedy got assassinated in Dallas and there was a, a woman with a familiar spirit, a demon by the name of Jean Dixon and she predicted that John Kennedy would get shot in Dallas, Texas and die and everybody thought her some great thing and I remember old T.L. Vivert standing in the pulpit, that great old man of God out in Indianapolis, amen, who built a great church. He had a Pentecostal church of 2,500 when there wasn't no such thing and old T.L. Vivert stood in the pulpit and said, think it not a great thing that Jean Dixon could predict that, that uh, our president would get shot in Dallas because he said devils talk to each other. Are you hearing me? That old... Woo, glory to God. I've come to tell you, we've got more power. We've got more authority. You know, the one thing I read to you about Satan, about him being that dragon, having all those crowns, having all that power, he had everything except wisdom. Are you hearing me? Because a fool, amen, denies God and wisdom. The beginning of the wisdom and the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Are you hearing me? Am I preaching all right? I'm dealing with hell's angels today. Fallen angels. Let me, let me go on. This woman met him. She had a spirit of divination. And she cried, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. And the same followed Paul <laughs> and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God and show the way of salvation. Sounds good, but how many know she was irritating the man of God? She was moving in a bad spirit. She thought, you know, that uh, it was kind of like Simon the sorcerer came to, uh, to Peter and John and said, sell me that gift that you, I'm lay hands on people and you can get, they can get the Holy Ghost. They thought they were something. They moved in demonic power and everybody had exalted it. America is exalting people who move in demonic power. I'm not going to get political here and scare somebody, but I'm just telling you, we need to be careful who we vote for, who we agree with. I'm not getting in allegiance with demons. My Savior defeated them, can you say amen? I don't care if it's politically correct. I don't care what the liberal media says. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is destruction, and most of those paths are directed by demons. Are you hearing me? Let me go. I, I got to hurry. Y'all got to go to class. Those that need to go. Let, let me hurry. And Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. Hallelujah. That's how you deal with the devil. Amen. You just tell him, shut up. I, I, I watch people. Sometimes I've been in places where demons manifest and, and people carry on this big conversation with them. Jesus just said, shut up. I've had demons start talking to me and I just say, shut up. You know what they do? They shut up. I tell you, you have no authority to even speak to me. 
And that sounds arrogant. No, that's Jesus in me. And I talk to the person who the demon has taken over and I tell them, you can get free if you'll just say, accept Jesus Christ right now and surrender to the Lord the same way you surrender to that devil. Hmm. Simple, isn't it? We'd rather go and have a big long conversation with the devil. What's the devil got to say to you? When he speaks, he speaks a lie because he's a father of the lie. And every demon is a liar. Some of y'all ain't gonna like it. People wouldn't like to hear. Well, I got a little pet devil. No, you got a devil. He's a devil. Are you hearing me? Amen. So Paul said, come out. And it came out the same hour. Peter said this in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, down to Gannon, to outer darkness. Hell there doesn't mean the lake of fire, yet they're going there. But, but they were cast down into, into Gehenna into, and delivered into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. Now this is why I want you to, let me, let me go a little farther. Jude said this. Jude said the angels, the demons, which hell's angels, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, has reserved in everlasting chains, here it is again, under darkness, unto the judgment of that great day. This is what you need to understand. Demons are real. There, there's there's in, in outer darkness. Remember, it was in the heart of the earth, but then Jesus emptied that place. Are you hearing me? And made it hell for the departed souls. But these angels, these fallen angels, now they're in outer darkness. That's why when God, that's why when God was sending a message to Daniel that, that the angels had to wrestle with principalities above them. Are you hearing me? I, I mean, I heard one old preacher say this years ago. He said, if you could see in the eye of the Spirit and see the war that's going on over top of you. Come on, God's made his angels to be ministering spirits, flames of fire that are sent to minister for those who are called, amen, the heirs of salvation. And, and I told you, those that are for us are more than those that are against us. But our problem is we listen to the demons. We let them overtake us with their fear. Oh, you're not hearing me. I've seen demons manifest and every time they do, there's a spirit of fear that rises up. That's the first thing you've got to bind because when you take authority over demons, all of a sudden then, when you say Jesus, and lift up the bloodstained banner then the Holy Ghost dispatches angels and those that are for you are more than those that are against you and God told me to tell somebody today demons cannot rule over you they cannot depress you, oppress you they cannot cause you to have anxiety they cannot get you into addiction and keep you they cannot lead you into amen, some deviant lifestyle because God's got angels that are standing on ready just waiting for you to call for them to come. Give God praise if you would. So I told you they fail. I told you they're restrained. You do not want to miss the rapture because there's coming a day when they're going to be released from the heavens. Let me go with this just a minute. The Bible said that great dragon was cast out, Revelation 12 and 9, the old serpent called the devil, which deceives the whole world. He's cast in the earth, and the angels are cast out with him. I heard a loud voice, verse 10 from heaven, saying, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ, for the accuser of the brethren is cast down, which accused them before God day and night. Now, what happens is the war that was in the heavens is over. Satan's access 
to come before God and accuse us is done because we're in heaven. The rapture, are you hearing me? But now the demonic forces are released into the earth in full force. Full force. Revelation says things like, I saw spirits coming up out of the ground that looked like locusts, and they were given stingers. And when they stung people, they, they lived six months. The, the torment was six months, and they prayed to die, and they couldn't die. He said, I saw, Revelation 16, unclean spirits like frogs coming up out of the ground. Hell is going to be unleashed, and it's going to call, be called tribulation, about the middle of the tribulation. And along with that, the judgment of God's being poured out. Now, I started watching this. These people that are operating these demons today, they think they got it going on. They, they ain't seen nothing yet. Are you hearing me? And uh, the Bible said, and, and, and when I read this in your hearing, it said that uh, for, the, for the, the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before God night and night, day and night. Verse 11 says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. They loved not their lives unto death. Now we like to quote that. But I'm gonna tell you, that's talking about when we get to heaven, that's gonna be our testimony. He tried us, he tried to overtake us, and thank God we won the victory, can you say amen? I love what Tommy said this morning. He was, I'm trying to remember what he was talking about. And uh, he, said, uh, he, he said, you know, we, he said, I thank God for eternal security. And all the Baptists said amen. All you Pentecostals ought to say amen. I thank God for eternal security. Can I tell you I'm going to heaven? How many is going to heaven? And that's, that's all we we're thinking about. I'm going to heaven. And then Tommy got in a big way of preaching. He kind of got tripped up a little bit over his own words. He said, but God wants you to take some demons out on your way down. And then he stopped and said, on your way out. And then he got clarity and said, on your way up. Hallelujah. God wants you to take out some devils. That's who God's called us to be. And then the scripture said, Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, because the war is gone from heaven. Now it's in the earth. And you that dwell in them, but woe unto the inhabitants of the earth. Amen. And of the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great authority. And he knows he has but a short time. There's come a day when they're going to be unleashed. I'm glad that Luke 21, 36 said, pray that you'll be counted worthy to escape all these things and stand before the Son of Man. Hallelujah. How many is glad you're ready for the rapture? Are you living right? You may not be if you got pigs in the parlor. Amen. That was a book written years ago about pigs in a parlor. That's, that was Christians allowing demons in their house, demons in their life. Am I preaching all right? I remember one time years ago, I went to visit a man. Somebody asked me to go visit him. When I got to the house, there was a hog in the living room and chickens running in and out of the house. Nastiest place I ever seen. And, and, and I walked, I went up there to pray for the man and talk to him, and I did. And I wasn't I wouldn't a bit better now. I mean, I was a kid, I spent a lot of time in the hog lot. I did chasing hogs and catching them, putting rings in their nose. And I walked out of there that day and I thought, God, got in my truck to leave, and I said, how could a man live with a hog in the living room? And God said, how did my church live with pigs in the parlor? How do they live with demons in their family, in their home? Amen. Well, long after that, that's the days of cassette tapes. And one of my girls come in from school one day and one of her girlfriends had give her a cassette tape of some old filthy rock music. 
And you mean it was vulgar? It's, it's all filth. Can you say amen? And she brought it in my house, and I, and I happened to see it laying there, and I seen what it was, and I had a wood stove burning, and I opened the door, and I slung it right in the wood stove and shut the door. Oh, Daddy, that wasn't mine. That belonged to somebody else. I said, all I can tell you is you might as well give them the money, but you're not bringing devils in my house. Now, you were just hard. No, I'm trying to keep the pigs out of the house. I'll speak in language we can understand. So I told you about their fall. I told you about their restraint. I told you about their release. But I need to tell you this about their demise. Do you know that hell was not prepared for people? Jesus said in Matthew 25, talking about the judgment of the nations. Amen. The tribulation when it's over, then in Matthew 24, the tribulation in Matthew 25, he's judging the nations. Remember that? He's got the sheep on one hand and the goats on the other. The sheep are those nations that are allowed to enter into the millennial because they didn't align themselves with Antichrist. And the goats are, are the nations that joined in with the Antichrist and the demons. You know the spirit of Antichrist is already in the world. Man, I got to quit. I can preach all day on this. I just, but I, I, you need to understand, not everything that's in the world is of God. And can I tell you, ain't everybody, everybody ain't going to heaven. That's one of the things, Brother Rob, that's always troubled me. I've watched people walk away from God, turn away from God, live a life like hell, and then they die suddenly, and the family call me to preach the funeral, and I go there you know, thinking, God, what am I going to say to these people? And they'll walk up to me inevitably and say, well, I think he's in a better place. Everybody don't go to heaven. There's a devil and demons out there that have a plan to take you to hell. I know that's not, that doesn't make you shout, but dear God, it's truth. Their demise, Jesus said, Matthew 25, 41, in this judgment, he said, they shall say unto them on the left hand, depart from me, you cursed into everlasting fire, amen, which was prepared for the devil and his angels. When the devil tries to remind you of your past, how bad it was, tell him about his future. Here it is. He's going to hell. Amen. Revelation 20 and 10, the Bible said the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever. Revelation 20 and 15 said, whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. You don't have to go to hell, but you will if you let these things take your life over and turn away from Jesus. Are you hearing me? Paul, I was saying, Who's going to do the music? You doing the music? Paul, y'all stand with me. Paul declared as he was standing before Agrippa, giving his testimony, he, he told Agrippa not only about meeting Jesus on the road to Damascus, but Sister Rita, he told Agrippa about his commission. This is what I'm commissioned to do. If you've ever been in the military, you know that officers get commissioned. They have a field of authority. They have people under them. Remember that centurion said to Jesus, I, I'm a man of authority. I say to somebody, go and he goes. I tell them to come and they come. If you say the word, my servant will be healed. That's who we are. We're the body of Christ. God's allowing us to command angels. That's something you don't hear much about. We'd rather listen to demons. I've had people 
I've I, I told people, this is what God wants you to do. And they look at me and say, but I'm afraid. That's a spirit of fear. That's intimidation. That's all manipulation. It's a spirit of witchcraft. It's what the devil uses against us. And all the while, I want you to get this. There are angels standing in purity with swords in hand, ready to come and fight for you. The angels of the Lord encamp about those that fear him. Jesus said even children, their, their face does, uh, their angel always beholds the face of God. God just waiting, amen, to send angels on behalf of children. But parents keep them out of church. Don't take them to Sunday school. Let them watch cartoons full of demons. Now there he goes. He's, he's hobby horse. Now I'm trying to tell you, there's been a continual brainwashing going on in America for 30 years or more. I mean, if they ain't trying to brainwash them to get involved in demonology and witchcraft, they're trying to brainwash them to be homosexuals. Are you hearing me? I don't mean to get on that stuff. I'm here to tell you, there's, there's a whole spiritual realm of goodness and glory and power and, and greater things than we can ever imagine that's just at our disposal, but we don't listen to it. So Paul said, here's what I'm commissioned to do. I believe Paul's a pretty good example to follow. He said in Acts 26 and 18, he said, I'm commissioned to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light. Talk about the people that I preach to, to my church, to my congregation. And from the power of Satan, from hell's angels, unto God. And where they can receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by the faith which is in me who I am but I have 13 years of regrets of memories that what Satan did to me and demons did to me but I've come to tell you that he's alive and that he spoiled principalities and powers and put them to an open shame and one day he's going to cast them into hell because that's who he is don't give in to them give in to the thoughts to the suggestions preacher you can't preach on that stuff because if you do they'll, they'll label you a bigot call me what you want to call me but I've come to tell you the hell's angels are real there's pigs in the parlor they've gotten into a lot of churches and people are embracing stuff that, that deserves to go to hell with the demons that brought it is that alright fallen angels Set our hearts on you, Lord, come and We hope you enjoyed today's message and will tune in again next time. Raising the Standard is the media ministry of the Richmond House of Prayer in Richmond, Kentucky. For more information on the various outreaches and ministries of the Richmond House of Prayer, please visit our website at www.rhop.life. Thanks for listening.